0: Hello, Corky Crime Sisters here. Hello. So our show contains graphic content, so please, listeners, be advised. Quirky crime sister. We're currently in the Quirky Cave. Yes, we have a new cave and we love it.
1: <laughs> yes, we set
0: up a room in my house finally just to be podcasters. So oh no. Let's turn that off. Um so that we could bring these crimes to you here. Yes. So we are the uh, podcast every week that is two quirky sisters that like to talk about true crime and have an adult beverage or two or, or three. Or more. <laughs> while doing it. Um, that's Taylor. <laughs> and that's Nikki. So without further ado, would you like me to go first or do you want to do your honorable mention? No. The honorable mention has to be last. Oh, okay. All right. So. Well... So let's crack open our. I don't know if I can do this. My hands are sweaty. (laughs) I think I can do it today. Oh, get it, get it first. Oh, oh, there's no crack. Oh, yamas, yamas. (laughs) Today we're actually drinking Michelob Ultra because it's like a hundred degrees outside, and I couldn't bear the thought of anything thicker. So yes, this is what's happening. (laughs) All right. So if we are just jumping into it here, I'm um, so excited. <laughs> so I'm gonna apologize in advance. Mine is not as well um, done as it should be. I had kind of a crazy week, so I know what I'm doing, and I'm just gonna be bouncing back and forth. I apologize, everybody. So uh, today my case is gonna be about Carlos Castro. Ooh! <laughs> why does that sound familiar? Oh, just you <laughs> wait. Renato Zebra. That's C as in the sea with waves, not zebra. <laughs> you know what that FYI, reminds me of is that, that Kevin Hart thing when he's like, I found a fucking deer, bra A deer, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yes. So, long story short, that's why I was five minutes late to work. That's why okay. I was five, Yes. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. So, um, Carlos was born October 5th, 1945, um, in Angola. When he was still a, or when it still was a Portuguese colony, actually. Oh, it's in Portugal. Yes. Okay. Um, he then. Oh, what did you do? I'm trying <laughs> oh, to help oh, oh, you. See so that way you wouldn't have to. Thank you. Yeah. There you go. Okay. We're back at this. Okay. Um, in his childhood, he had a great interest in poetry, which I thought was interesting. I, as a child, most. That's not no, no one likes. Well, really. it's like the sky was falling up, which is like that really easy. Like <laughs> they're like, Or like Dr. Seuss yes. like one fish, two fish. Um, <laughs> about that. um, he actually decided at the age of 15 to move to become a reporter. So, like at 15, he was already like, I'm doing this shit, I'm gonna be super fucking smart. All right. Um, he continued yes. his career as a journalist and a television personal personality for 35 years wow. in Portugal wow. yeah so like he really that was his thing yeah he went for it um funny enough though most of his topics uh he actually did like gossip he covered gossip Ooh, he is the TMZ of Portugal he is <laughs> he is and he got um about you know like musicians actor, actors celebrities well I'm having a really hard time talking today it's not going well for you right now is it uh, it's okay I don't even know why do some like voice warm up
1: we probably should have
0: done that first Okay. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled pickle peppers. <laughs> I can't do that normally. I can't do that sober. Fine. Wow. Um, okay, so he became well-known once he also decided to come out on TV as a homosexual and show his more feminine personality. Ooh, get did it, girl? Right. Queen. Right. Um, and then he also participated in Big Show, S-I-C. I'm not sure what that is. I apologize. I do not Big know Big Show Sick. Sick. I do not live in Portugal, so I have zero idea. Ooh. Okay. Ugh. So now let's fast forward um, to 2011. Okay. Um, this, Carlos was actually dating um, a model, a male model from Portugal, and his name was Renato. Renato. <laughs> Renato. And Renato was only 21 years old. Oh, you so, cradle robber. Yeah, so there was quite the age difference between the two. Um, they both had been traveling to the United States in order to see some Broadway shows, as they put it, and to spend New Year's Eve in Times Square, which I have done, and it was a fucking blast. So I recommend everybody try it once. But isn't it, like, so busy? Like, oh my gosh, it's so busy. Like, as far down as I could see and as far across as I could see... Was like nothing but people, wow. but then when the ball actually dropped, you look up and it's just nothing but like confetti and paper, that seems cool. and it was yeah, it was totally well, awesome. Dick Clark died, didn't he? Finally, Mm-mm. well, no, not mean Finally, but he didn't. But they have people like they have other people host it. I know, but like it's not Dick Clark. Did you ever even watch it when it was Dick Clark? Yes, because he didn't. are die- you sure? Oh my god. Okay, wait, Dick Clark. <laughs> I also want to say Dick Clark as many times as I can. Dick Clark, Dick Clark, Dick Clark. Um, (laughs) But he didn't die that long ago. Hold on. I really need to figure this out. I don't think he... Okay, well, while you figure that out, I'm going to continue. He died in 2012. Oh, my God. That was seven years ago. But I was I was a junior in high school, so, like, I definitely saw him. Thank you very much. Oh, well, I always watched the MTV version where, and actually the year that I was there, um, Mario Lopez was the host, and I was, like, within touching distance almost, and I really, like, thought I was going to, like, have a 16-year-old moment and pass out. Anyway... Love you, Mario Lopez. Was so, that like when uh, Justin Timberlake sweated on you and you liked it? Oh my gosh. That was even younger. It <laughs> younger. Yeah. I don't even know what happened to that shirt. doesn't matter. It <laughs> <laughs> probably smells now. So, back to the story. Sorry. Derailed. Um, <laughs> that was our corkscrew for the <laughs> for the day. <laughs> um, so anyway, they were in uh, New York and they were accompanied by a friend who was a newspaper editor, Louise Paris. Um, Paris. Paris. And they had, he later stated in an interview that they had had some friction between the two men um, toward the end of the trip. But nothing suggested that anything, like, horrible was going to happen or anything, you know. Yeah. They were just being in a couple fighting on vacation. On vacation. I think we all know how that goes. Yeah. That's, <laughs> like, the worst kind of fighting. Because you're like, wow, we should be having a good time. But you piss me off. Like. Well, and it's, like, optimal stress at that point, I feel True. like. And so, yeah. 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 Um, okay, so, the two went to see a musical on Broadway, and also a movie during their stay, but on Friday night, when they were meant to meet up with, um, Perry's ex-wife and his daughter, uh, they did not show. Instead, Zebra appeared. <laughs> I know, dear Debra. Debra, <laughs> Renata, anyway, um, he appeared, and he literally said to them, like, as he was leaving the hotel, Carlos will never leave the hotel again. Oh my god! Right? Like, <laughs> ugh! i like, dude, are you okay? Like, what, where's Carlos? What happened to Carlos? That's, so. like, so ominous, like, he's never leaving again. I know, can you imagine? And he's, like, this beautiful human. Carlos? Uh, no, uh, Renata. Oh. Um, Renato. Renato. I No. No. Okay. C-bra. c Brown is the gentleman. He is this beautiful 21-year-old model, and oh. he's the one that said Carlos was never leaving again. Oh, wow. um, so the ex-wife and daughter immediately notified staff who and security who found oh. Castro's body. Um, sorry, that's Riley, everybody. Riley's being tough and guarding us, but we don't need it right now. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, so they found Castro's body in the room around 7 p.m. that night. Castro had been beaten with a nearby laptop and a broken wine bottle. Had originally been believed to be the weapon used to castrate him. (laughs) No! Castro was (laughs) castrated. Castro? Isn't that ironic? Castro got castrated. I I was like, oh, dude, that that sucks. Poor gentleman. Okay. So oh, the here's a wine bottle? Oh, my God. They they thought he was castrated with a wine bottle, but the quirky twist to this is it was later discovered that it was actually a corkscrew for <laughs> the <laughs> opening the wine bottle. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All that reminds me of I watched this show called Under Arrest, and it's, like, Canadian cops, and there was this hobo that cut his balls off with, like, a lid to a can. And, like, in the no in the show the cop's just like holding the ball like a testicle (laughs) he's like yeah i have it let's go oh my god oh it gets better just wait yeah poor castro Castro. right also apparently i have a thing for eye gouging stories because it had also been used to gouge out one of castro's eyes the corkscrew after or before the castration because that's what i need to know i'm hoping that it was like I don't know. I hope he was dead at this point because that, how awful would that, all of that be? Ooh, I'm just thinking like penis juice in your eyeball, but I guess that's not. Ooh. It. <laughs> penis juice? Which I guess some people have experienced, but. Uh, <laughs> that's called a facial. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> We've broken this. <laughs> we were really good about not being sexual last <laughs> No. Here we are. Facials. Oh, you um, want a facial thingy? So the medical examiner ruled that his cause of death was uh, the blunt impact injuries to the head. Obviously, um, so thank God he was dead before he had to endure the castration and eye gouging. Um, <laughs> Give this man a little bit of dignity, please. He also noticed that there were um, marks of strangulation on the body. Interesting. Yeah. When police looked at Zebra to interrogate him about the crime, he had already left the scene. And later admitted Sketch himself, but, right, but he, like, admitted himself to St. Luke's Roosevelt Hospital Center, um, because he'd actually tried to slit his own wrists. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, like, <laughs> I can't think of, like, a worst, like, my wrists freak me out so bad, and, like, really slitting. Like not that I am suicidal, but like that's not the way I would do it. <laughs> no. Like no, that gives me physical pain. That just seems, like awful. Yeah. If you ask me. Yeah. That would be completely awful. Um so anyway, he was tracked down after his taxi driver called the police when he saw Zebra's picture in a police bulletin. Mm-hmm. Um, taken into custody, he was given a psychiatric evaluation, of course. Yeah. Um at the hospital a few hours later and was considered a person of interest just then. I don't know why. <laughs> um, so, um, I read in a couple of articles because I, I mean, I don't, this was the other quirky part of it because, but apparently after he castrated him, he was wearing his balls around his wrist as a bracelet <laughs> <laughs> Like he just came like walking out. Why well, am I, I picturing? Like a tether <laughs> and like two little pom poms, and I hope they were a little hairy. Like, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I hope they were not. That's Why? So gross. <laughs> that's like, because Castro was older; they would have been like white hair. I guess the biggest. I don't know. No. I no. guess the biggest question is like, were they still in the scrotum? Because <laughs> that's the issue. But I told you, I keep finding no. these, like, incredibly weird... I love it. You're so much better at finding stories <laughs> than I am. Because that's just crap. <laughs> yeah, I was like, as soon as I read the part where he was wearing them... As a bracelet, I was like, yep, this is this is am picturing him being fabulous. Like, y'all, starling. Like, is. yes, Carlos is never leaving this hotel. And he's oh, like, "Yes." <laughs> they're just like dangling. This is Carlos designed. Um, you like it? <laughs> no. They're like clanking together. No! <laughs> <laughs> Carlos designed. Oh god. Okay. <laughs> I can't. Okay. Wow. Woo. Okay. I knew you'd have a good one. <laughs> I can't with that. <laughs> All right. After interrogation by the New York Police Department at the hospital, Renata Zebra admitted, Renato, why do I keep calling Renata? It's Renato. I'm so sorry. Admitted to the murder, mm-hmm. stating that he had killed Castro in order to get rid of his homosexual demons. Oh. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, detectives, falls yep, right. Detectives for the police believe that Zebra had killed Castro after the latter had re- had refused to take him on an expensive shopping trip. And actually, in one other report that I read, it he's um, it was said that he got enraged because after all their fighting, Castro decided to break up with him. And he just was, like, not okay with this. Okay, but if you're mad that Cash was going to break up with you, yet you killed him to release his homosexual tendencies, should you be dead? Which I guess he slit his own wrists. He did. So... <laughs> this is an exorcism. I will wear your balls to exorcise the demons. <laughs> Do you think he was wearing those when he cut his wrist? Oh my god, that's even weirder. <laughs> oh my god, I, it's so weird. I know. I can't. I'm sorry. You're making me squeaky because I just like am cringing so hard. Oh, so, in light of the confession, he was charged with second-degree murder. Yeah, murder, murder. Um, <laughs> so he was transferred on January tenth, two thousand eleven, to prison. Um, but in like a Bellevue hospital where he was where his case was handed over to the uh, New York County District Attorney. Um, mm-hmm. on, Dece- on December 21st of 2012, a Manhattan judge gave him the maximum sentence of 25 years to life. Um, as of 2013, Zebra was given the, oh, I don't know how to, he was given some identification (laughs) number and was imprisoned, um, in the Clinton Correctional Facility in New York. So, uh, meanwhile, Castro's sister spread his ashes in a New York subway tunnel under Broadway as, as it was his preference. Um, I'm just saying, please don't spread them in a subway. I do not want to be in the dirty subway. Yes, yeah, so I see, that's not, like, that memorable. I feel bad. Like, just being the subway is fine. He picked it. He chose it, though. No, you want to be a diamond. I do want to be a diamond. That is a thing. You can actually have yourself made into a diamond, and that is exactly what I'm doing. I was that is. So, um, short and sweet, I apologize, yeah, but yes, that was my case this week. Um, we had started out our case, like, on, like, older lovers kind of thing. Like, and when I found that one, I was like, this is hilarious. Oh, my, I can't get older. Although I do not find castration hilarious. It just. The balls on the wrist. The are. wearing the balls. That's <laughs> a bracelet. It? In both of your cases so far, someone's worn like a body part, like with the <laughs> eyeballs and the scarf. The eyeballs were just, and they got gouged out, oh, and one of Castro's no. eyes got—you know—I don't know. It's just—it's just what keeps happening. I love everything about this. <laughs> Well, cool. good job! Ooh, thank you, thank you. Good on the fly. Yeah, um, sorry guys, that definitely was on the fly this week. I apologize. And holy crap. I have burned through this beer. You have, and apparently That's I need to catch up. the problem with Michelob, man. It's just so smooth. Well, now while you're reading, I'll burn Ooh. through mine. Yeah, so I guess we can start talking about the werewolf question mark murders. Oh! <laughs> Is what I called it, memorably. And it even says, like... WW murders, question mark, continued on the backside. <laughs> okay. So uh, this was back in 06. Um, in Medicine Hall, Canada, which is like the coolest name. Can we talk about that? I want to live in Medicine Hall. I feel like all my ailments would be away. <laughs> Yay. You would hope. <laughs> you would hope. Again, somehow I got a four-person family, and maybe I'm projecting because we're a four-person family. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so you had mom, Deborah. she was 48, Mark, the dad was 42, so she was a little bit of a cradle robber, um, kind of like mom and dad. I was going to say, our mom's a little bit of a cradle robber as well. Yeah, so. for sure. Um, Jacob, who was eight years old, and then the main person in our case, she's 12 year old, her name is Jasmine Stanky? I don't know how to say that. S-T-E-I-N-K-E. Stank. Stank? I'm going to go with stank. Okay. She's 12 out of 10. <laughs> so at 11 years old, Jasmine, or I should say 12 right now, Jasmine is happy and she's social and she's kind of like, she's like a conventional upbringing. So she's like any other 12 year old. She's happy. Yeah. She's preppy, you know, finding her way. That's the ugly stage.
1: Oof. I remember
0: it. It was real. Mine was not good. No, I had a middle part and a gap in my teeth and fairly odd parents' glasses. Oh, man. It was beautiful. That's okay. I used to, like, (laughs) hairspray my bangs into this, like, roll on my head, and it was just not cute. I mean, to be fair, our 12 year like, being 12 for both of us was different, like, decades. It was. It was. So, like, mine was definitely the 90s, right? Uh, Yeah. And yours would have been the... 2000s. Thousands. Yeah. So it's like different eons. 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 I don't think that's right, but I'm <laughs> going to <talk. laughs> um, And so, yeah, she was good. She was social and happy. Um. Basically, she, at 11 years old, goes to a rock show, which I was thinking about this, and our parents would have never I noticed. was. yeah. Do you see the look on my face? Yeah. 11 years old at a rock show? Okay. And based on what I'm about to tell you, I really think she was alone. So... She meets Jeremy. Um, I messed up his last name and put it as Stank, which isn't correct, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, they're already, they're both stinks, they're, they're It's related. Fine. <laughs> Um, and he was 23 when he meets Jasmine. Oh, and the two fall in love at 12 and 23. 12 or oh, 11 and 23 at no, the time. Oh, no, no, what do you have in common? No, you you and I were that age difference apart and did not have anything in common. We didn't hang out until I was 16. Yeah. But even then, it's like, I was just being cool with you guys and, like, thinking I could drink. (laughs) Well, you were, but whatever. It's fine. (laughs) And so Jasmine was naive, of course. She's 12 now during this. Um, She, you know, she was naive and young to love. And she always wanted to be seen older than she was, as any 12-year-old did. So she meets this guy and starts dressing a lot more goth, putting a lot of really dark makeup on, trying to just look older than she is. Um, both of these people belong to VampireFreaks.com. Okay. I did go on this website, BT Oh! <laughs> yes! I did some investigating, and it's literally like a goth Tumblr. Do you know what Tumblr is? Yes. Although I've never been on it, but I do know. Literally goth Tumblr, and so a lot of people meet there, and a lot of these people have vampiric personas, or dark personas, per se, like fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Um So not um, against it. No, not at all. That what? would not be my choice, but, you know. As I was going through it, it was all pretty normal stuff. It was, like, people trying to connect, and then this was their hobby, he which was did. fine. So did he know how old she was? Yes. Okay. He didn't know the whole time and he was okay with this. Yes. Yes. I think I remember reading at some point he had another girlfriend that was like 12 at the time. I know. Yeah. I know. Well, I guess men do mature slower than women, so <laughs> I mean, yeah. they probably had about the same capacity there. Yeah, <laughs> emotionally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so, they so she, he knew how old she was, but on the website she lied about her age, but her screen name was Runaway Devil. Oh, yeah. Um, Of course, <laughs> like any family, they were like, no, you can't see him. Yeah, right? I hope so. Yeah. I No, just... I, I keep thinking back to I have a CASA girl right now. And, like, if you guys don't know what CASA is, it's a court-appointed special advocate. And so I go and visit these kiddos that are in the abuse and neglect system. And this girl is 11. And I keep seeing her, and she's just so... Innocent. Innocent. innocent and, and young. And young. Because like, you are at 11. Yeah. Like, you should not even be thinking about a 20-some year old. No. No. No, and she hasn't gone through life, and so I just keep like, every time I was I read this story I'm like, oh my god, like, and I think of this girl. Because it's like the only comparison I yeah. have. But yeah, but And it's a little closer to home Yeah, I'm thinking about her. Um, and so, yeah, her family didn't want her to want her to see him, which makes a ton of sense. Um, <laughs> did they know that she was on this dating app at, tw- at 12? It's not a dating app. It's a Tumblr. It's just like a social media. Oh. oh. Which Maybe I, I misunderstood what Tumblr was. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Are you thinking of Tinder? Yes. Oh, my God. I was oh thinking of God. Tinder where you swipe left or right. No. Is that the one that you swipe left? Yes. I don't know because I never was on it either, but. No. So, Tumblr is more of like a blog site. Uh, and you make posts okay. and you connect okay. with each other. Yes. Yes. It's um, nice. But it's used a lot for fandoms. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now, I'm, now I'm following you. Yeah, which, you know, you think that age. Still, it seems young to have social media, but I was at a conference yesterday for my job, and I went to a teen dating advocacy breakout workshop, and these girls were, like, freshmen in high school, so a couple years older, but not much, and they're, like, naming off all of these websites where they go and talk to different guys. Like, they're like, oh, Yugo, Monkey, and I'm like, I'm not that old, (laughs) and I've not heard of any of this. 24, yeah. and I don't know what any of this is. So it kind of scares me, and it scares me to have a kid in this age with social media. No, yeah, yeah. I know. And so we're going back to the archaic period when I have children. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's scary to me. Like, just I made poor decisions even under your purview when I was younger. Like yes. MySpace. <laughs> oh my gosh, I made this girl have a uh, like I made her let me have access, and I'm sure it was just like a burner. Account that I could see. I'm sure she created another one. No, I just remember there was this boy on there, and you're like, "Who is this?" And I had no fucking idea to this day who this man was. I was just texting her, like, "Yeah, but you were chatting." Mad. But that was the point is you were chatting with this person that you had no clue who he was. He his profile picture looked older than you, and I was like, "No, no, no, no." And I remember being like, "Oh, he's a friend from school." But you're like, "He it says he's in Texas," and I was like, "Yeah, he's from school. He moved. It's fine. Don't worry." But it wasn't fine, and I was lying to you, and obviously, like. That's part of the, the scary part. Is these younger kiddos don't like can't make these decisions, right? And you can't really like, yeah, okay. Anyway, so back to the back to the story. Now, now that we've gone on another rant. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy insisted he was a three hundred year old werewolf. <laughs> Like, not just, oh, I like to play as a werewolf. Like, I am. This is me. It me. It me. It me? It, it me. me. Okay. It me. um And he wore it? Wait. But he was only 23. <laughs> <laughs> his body was 23. God. Oh, but his, like, spirit. His spirit was 300 years. 300 years old. Okay. um And he wore a vial of blood around right his neck. Oh, very Angelina Jolie. <laughs> That's what I thought it was, like, Marilyn Manson. Right? Is it, Mar- is it Alice um, Cooper? Uh, who? Angela Jolie and, like, Alice Billy Cooper. Bob oh. Billy Bob Thornton.
1: It was Billy Bob Thornton.
0: And they wore each other's blood, didn't yes. they? Yes. Yeah. Alice Cooper? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't think she ever dated Alice Cooper, but okay. <laughs> I don't know. I get, like, Marilyn Manson and Alice Cooper mixed up a lot, which is ridiculous. Sure, but it was, was cult either of them. <laughs> <laughs> it was neither of them. <laughs> I literally couldn't find whose blood it was, which is the scarier part to me, but you know, we're gonna move on from that. Well, oh, yeah, because it didn't say, like. Okay. Whose blood? Like, where did you get this blood? It's his 300 year old werewolf blood. Yeah, duh. Cut. Yeah. Give it the time. <laughs> Give it the story. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, he, of course, like we talked about last time, had a shitty upbringing. He grew up with an alcoholic mother who's basically. Her partners abused him. So it wasn't her. She was alcoholic. She was just choosing shitty partners, and those people abused him as a kid. That's sad. Um, at 13 years old, he was diagnosed with depression and hyperactivity, which would be hard. At 13? At 13, which I don't think the depression part's necessarily uncommon, especially, like, in these newer times, we have so much extra stimuli. Yeah. I feel like kiddos are getting more anxiety and more depression, and especially in this situation- but the hyperactivity would be really hard for a parent who's not attached, or yeah, or a part of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. So that part is like oof. Um, he had at least one known suicide attempt by hanging, and between thirteen to twenty three. So right when he was di- like, right when he was diagnosed with depression to twenty three, he developed his werewolf persona. To me. It's a defense mechanism. It's a yeah. way to escape everything. That's what I was just going to say. But you actually went to school for that, so you <laughs> no actually know, I did not. <laughs> you know, it's a way to be invincible. Yeah. You know, to like you said, is to escape and not deal with it. Having a mental illness, this weird, like, it's invisible, right? So, like, you feel the effects, but people can't see it. Yeah. So, to me, being like, oh, I'm a werewolf, and being invincible would be, like, ultimate, right? We always joke about you being one because you're so hairy. I might be a werewolf. (laughs) I am using it to deal with my anxiety currently. Okay, I'm part of VampireFreaks.com. That's why I'm. You signed up. (laughs) (laughs) What is your screen name? I need to know. (laughs) Hairy Beast. One, (laughs) three, two. Anyway, Uh sorry for anybody out there who is actually called Harry Beast on that website. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I should really look into that. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Oh, man. So, because the parents were like, no, you guys can't see each other, obviously. The two become upset, as you would, I mean, A, it sounds like he's not emotionally mature, so he's at the level of a 12-year-old. Yeah, it's making a little more sense. Yeah, as a 12-year-old, you're like, oh, my God. The end of the world is coming. I can't talk to this human, right? And so they start planning a murder. Okay. So this was initially planned, and the idea of it was planted by Jasmine. Um, She would start to tell friends. No one would believe her, which really pisses me off. Granted, they're only 12 years old, but wouldn't you tell somebody? You would think, like, if this is something that is being planned and you know that this... Boy, I don't know. Well, I guess, who did she tell? Another 11, 12-year-old? I'm assuming? Another friend would probably not take it as serious as, like, somebody who's an adult. Right. Yeah. So they did nothing about it, obviously, so nobody knew that was coming. Um, and there was actually several online exchanges between Jeremy and Jasmine about, like, murdering her family. Oh, my gosh. And what what year was this again? I'm sorry. Oh, six. So that's, like, trackable, traceable shit. Yeah. Okay. At this point, this was 13 years ago. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Um, so one of these exchanges was Jeremy's blog post. Um, so on April 3rd of 06, um, it says, Payments! My lover's rents are totally unfair. They say they really care. They don't know what's going on. They just assume... Whoa. Well, they just assume. Their throats, I want slit. Finally, there shall be silence. Their blood shall be payment." We're writing. It is Maybe he is a 300-year-old werewolf. It would make sense if this werewolf was writing in Old English. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> okay. It was really hard to write that. I messed it up like 12 times because I was trying to like fix. Yeah like you like yeah. As you're writing it you're trying to write it like Englishly correct. Like now not that yeah. Yeah I get it. it. Okay. Like literally you can see all the mess ups. <laughs> oh my god i also wrote this case in like the middle of an overnight at work so it was like three o'clock in the morning when i was writing this and i was like be a shit it's fine oh my god oh my gosh <laughs> um another such interaction was jasmine's email to jeremy that said it begins with me killing them and ends with me living with you and he was totally receptive he was like open to this whole thing i sit myself in the face <laughs> it's fine He's fine. I think this is about the time where things, like, the wheels start to fall off oh, yeah. a little bit. So, mm-hmm. it's okay. Mm-hmm. So, the night before the murders, they watch Natural Born Killer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> to prepare. To prepare. All right. <laughs> I definitely, hey, you know what? I watch Snapped all the time, and my husband is constantly, like, if something ever happens to me, there is a letter, and they're going to know exactly... Who it was, and <laughs> he, he's like, he says he watches it to be prepared in case I snap. Oh, yeah, I sent you guys, you mom that meme the other day that was like, why, or, like, partner, why do you watch all this crime stuff? And it was like, so, just in case you, you slip up. Yeah, in case you slip up, exactly, you know, I gotta know. Yeah, I gotta know the best ways to get rid of you if you are not doing what you need to exactly. as a husband. Exactly. <laughs> so, April 23rd, oh6. They execute their plans. The next day, so on the 21st, 24th, I'm sorry, one of Jacob's friends, who was like eight years old at the time, too, run over because they want to come play, right? What? Why are you looking at me like that? (laughs) Why does Jacob have an eight-year-old? Oh, he is the younger brother. That's the younger brother. Yeah, not Jeremy. Okay, I was really confused. Lots of J names. Yeah, I'm with it now. I'm paying attention. Sorry. No, you're good. Um, he runs over to play, and he, like, looks through the window, and he sees a body on the floor. Right? Shit. Shit, is bright. <laughs> Shit. Um, so he runs home to tell his mom. When police arrive on the scene, they observe the same thing as this little boy does. Um, originally, they go inside, and they find mom, dad, and the little brother all murdered. And they think Jasmine's been abducted, which makes a lot of sense, right? Yeah. Um... They didn't even think about, like, in the realm of possibility that, no, she's part of it. Like, she did this. Yeah, I probably wouldn't either at that point. No, right? So, Deborah, the mom, was stabbed at least a dozen times. Oh my god, that's excessive. I know! Oh my god. (laughs) One of those cuts actually was 12 centimeters into the heart. Oh! Yeah, overkill to the max, right? Shit! Mark, the dad... He actually fought back with a screwdriver, but the same thing happened. He was stabbed a ton of times. Um, And Jeremy executed both of those. So mom and dad were downstairs. Jasmine, in the meantime, goes upstairs and basically stabs Jacob, her little brother, and slashes his throat. I could never. I know. I would not even, I I can't even fathom. You want to get enraged? Oh my god. She did it because she thought it was too cruel to leave him without parents. What? Mm-hmm. 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 So this bitch be crazy. Literally. So the evidence of the email changed obviously quickly put the two of them as prime suspects. And they were really quickly found, just tracked down, and they were in his truck together. Jasmine and Jeremy. Um at thirteen years old. Jasmine is found guilty, even though she pleaded not guilty because the conversations between the two of them were hypothetical. What? Qu- quotation marks. Yeah. You take those quotation marks and... Yeah. yeah. Because she's a minor, though. She I was just, just going to ask that. How does that affect her as a minor? So she had three counts of first-degree murder, and she's given the max sentence for a youth, which is six years in jail and four supervised in the community. What? I know! <laughs> what? Insane. I know. What do you think? So, 13 to, 13 plus 6 is what? 19? Yes. Plus 4 years of community, so like 22. She still has her entire life ahead of her. Exactly. She's not even the age of her older boyfriend at this point. Nope. <clears throat> at 25 years old, Jeremy is found guilty of three counts of first degree and is sentenced to life in prison with the possibility of parole in 25 years. What? Yeah. Well, that should be nothing for his 300-year-old werewolf self. (laughs) I didn't even think about that. (laughs) That's a nick in time, really. I mean, he'll be fine. (laughs) That's chump change for what he's endured already. (laughs) Oh, man. So the couple continue to correspond through letters and proclaiming their love and showing no guilt or remorse for any of the murders. Which is, like, insane. I love our family way too much for that. Yeah, no, that is so sad. I know. That just, but I guess that just tells you their, like, level of, maturity. Mm -hmm. Still. So Jeremy's still in jail. And Jasmine was released in 2016 at 24 years old. My age. My age. What? And... She conducted herself completely appropriately the whole time and was considered to be a successful rehabilitation. And that's the werewolf murders. What? Yeah. All just so that they could be together. Together. When, I mean, like, okay, I understand at that age, like, you think that, you know, your whole life is crumbling if you can't talk to the guy that you want to talk to, but you don't take it to, like, murder level. No. No. That's crazy. I love my boyfriend, but I would not kill our parents to be with him. Yeah, I love my husband. Same. I would not kill you or our parents to. Yeah, that's the other thing. Is like the little brother was killed. Yeah, that's they so know. sad. They know. Uh, okay. Good job. Thank good you. job. So, what is your? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited about this. I was dying, and I forgot about it, which is the best part. <laughs> so I have an honorable mention for a quirky crime, and it's only because <laughs> I couldn't find anything else on it besides this. <laughs> I'm going to slaughter this name, so you ready? Okay. 1988. Okay. His name is Reginald Helmsley Doddingdale. Like, the most English name ever, right? Yes. I like it, though. Get it, Reginald. Reginald. Reggie Reggie So he's found murdered And he has a massive lump On the back of his head (laughs) Oh This gentleman was believed To be slain by A loaf of pumpernickel bread As it was laying near His body (laughs) That is some hard ass bread Oh my god That sounds like my baking (laughs) So, an investigator says, it was the worst case of pumpernickeling I've ever seen. Stop it. And I literally wrote, what the fuck? Oh, my God. And that was a real murder, and that's the only info we had. What? Do you see why I had to tell you about it, but oh I was like. Oh, my God. <laughs> The worst pumpernickeling I've ever seen. How hard does that... Is there... Is, okay. Is it realistic? Is that what you're saying? Is it possible that he was, like, hit with something else and then the pumpernickel was just, like, laying next to him because he was, like, carrying it home to, like, his loving wife or something? They determined it to be the bread. and That's the only... <laughs> Literally, I look... This was the same overnight. And I spent an hour looking into this case because I was like, I want to cover this. I want to talk about this. I just don't understand, though, like, it, that would have to be some really hard bread, no? It must have been really stale, was my thought. No? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, there you have oh, it. Well... Thank you, everybody, for listening to us again for a second week. Yes. We, we hope to be back next week. Um, you know, oh we're, we're just kind of winging this at this point, but we're enjoying it, and we hope that yes. you are too. Absolutely, guys. <laughs> so we will see you next week. Yes. And, and yes. yamas.